fold is 100% filled with new wine. Not 30% filled, not 60% filled, 100% full and overflowing. Taking another drink, and you're like, How do I get into that deep, deep worship of the Lord? Well, we are commanders of Joel's army, right? <laughs> the drunken army. Here's how you do it just like a Marine. What does a Marine do? He's got his thousand yard stare, even though his drill instructor is right in front of his face. I want you to picture yourself looking past the throne of God in the spirit realm as though the throne as though the king stands right before you as if he was in his face his face was in your face and let him enter into that place in your vision and enjoy his presence then you're not looking at his face directly but you're looking at his face and then the joy of the lord will flood you in a worshipful way <laughs> Yeah, just let, let your brain sink down into the water. Just let it like sink, sink down and, 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 and let it knock on the door of your heart and go into God's heart in your heart. And let your brain just fall into the ocean of his love for you. Let it sink deeper and deeper and deeper. Let your entire consciousness and everything that's up here just sink down Whoa. into your heart and down into your belly. Yeah, so and let the fire of divine love in your heart and in your belly just absolutely consume your heart. And I can actually see this like ecstasy sort of burning sensation over some of your foreheads. And just know that that is a good sign. That's your brain actually getting sizzled in God's love and getting transfigured. So just let it sink deeper and deeper and deeper until all you know is this love. Ah, uh, drink deep. Ooh, it's sizzling brain ecstasy, uh, man. That sounds juicy. <laughs> 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 
Not just in spirit, but in soul and flesh. Come on. That's where we're taking everyone in the world that shall remain. Water Temple Ministries of Ezekiel 47 is a river of ecstasy. It's a temple of ecstasy. <laughs> ecstasy is just... You're so overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit that you're not having earthly, carnal experiences anymore. You're having experiences in the heavenly dimension. On earth as it is in heaven is living in ecstasy continuously. The only enemy of divine ecstasy is the religious devil. And the reason why he doesn't want you entering the realm's ecstasy is because your promised land he loses power and control over you, and you get set free. And if you get set free, it might cause a domino effect. This is why the religious spirit attacks this more than anything else in Christianity. The glory realms of ecstasy and wine and intoxication, Song of Songs 2-4, He brought me into the house of wine, therefore His banner over me was love. Meaning the banner over us is not love until we're brought into the house of wine, the house of ecstasy. It's true. And then you get fortified in ecstasy. Do you know getting fortified in ecstasy is getting fortified in the promised land of the Garden of Eden? Oh yeah. Going deeper in divine pleasure. And it's superior to the pleasures of the flesh. Sin has nothing on this. In fact, it removes the enjoyment of sin the deeper you go in the glory. They won't be able to find pleasure in darkness anymore. There will be zero pleasure in darkness. Sin won't even be fun for a season. It will be completely empty of all pleasure and all prosperity. All darkness will be looted and plundered by the brightness of love. We just need a people that are willing to go deeper in this love glory, deeper in ecstasy, losing their senses to Christ in them, and be completely consumed and overtaken with God all the time, practicing His presence like a waterfall in the Garden of Eden, living in the ocean of glory underwater, because it's so gushing from your heart that you carry a realm like an ocean around your physical body that baptizes people in the glory cloud of liquid love everywhere you go on earth. Clouds full of rain, meaning you're a cloud full of the living water that baptizes everyone that comes within a proximity of you. You're a radius of living water. You're a rain cloud of ecstasy. And it will get bigger and bigger. We bring all of our intimacy with Jesus together, and we bring the final storm. <laughs> Thundering ecstasy, lightning of ecstasy, and rain. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's like whatever you're seeing, if whatever you're seeing, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're experiencing is actually what you transmit into the natural realm around you. As you experience ecstasy and you experience the love of God, what you see in the natural realm is actually love. And you that's how heaven comes out of you as a channel into the natural dimension through other people's souls. As you look into the eyes of other people and they see what you're seeing. Because you're looking into the eyes of love. You're looking into the fires of ecstasy. And they see that mirror in your eyes and you become a mirror. And all of a sudden they're getting transformed. And the kingdom of love is being trans is, is being conquered through the souls of humanity. And your only job is to be high on God. And the faster we do this, the faster the entire world is going to go up in flames. The book of Revelation says this prophecy is in your hands. So the more you drink, the more this dimension will get flooded. <laughs> Ephesians says your only purpose for life is to live a life flooded with his light. That's your only purpose. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. You're giving me permission to go wild in the drinking of the flooding of light? The only purpose of life? Oh, wow. I can be a drunkard and a glutton? I'm supposed to be just a good church boy. <laughs> Trying to earn my salvation by being good in the flesh and do's and deaths in the brain. And he wants me to be a drunkard flooded with light. Seated at the bar of heaven and the wino. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> but what if people look at me and... I look like I'm high. Well, good. <laughs> Maybe then they'll get high too. <laughs> you are high. You are high. Don't, don't be in denial. <laughs> I mean, becoming a glory addict is like acknowledging you're a real Christian. <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of. We are fiends of the glory realm. We are crackheads of the crack of Christ. <laughs> It's good and it's right. <laughs> Amen. You need to be smoking the rock of ages with a blowtorch. Oh, with seraphim fire. Don't just look at the white stone. Smoke it. <laughs> it must be made flesh. There has to be a physical intoxication that becomes contagious. Otherwise, the religious demon's just going to be ripping everyone off and robbing people from the promised land. And we just can't have that. No. We know better. No. Mm. So, if you've been co-crucified with Christ, the only way to get co-crucified with Christ is to snort a big fat line of co-crucified cane. That's the only way. <laughs> you have to partake of the cocoa drink. Coke you have to crack. part of <laughs> The glory is so stronger, it's even hard to smoke the Holy Ghost crack back. I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying to please. I'm trying so hard. It's hard. It's hard to even smoke the crack of glory right now. <laughs> 
Farm guys last night hitting burgers after Joel's bar. Couldn't even eat. The glory was out, out pouring through our faces so strong. I just tried to put the burger up to my mouth and couldn't get anything in for a while. Just the uncontrollable laughter for uh, <laughs> Such an outpouring of glory, you can't even eat. Because you can't stop laughing to even chew food. Oh my god. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Is that why there's a sea of glass around the throne? <laughs> Amen. Your glorified imagination is creative, meaning, oh, well, it's not in the Bible. The glory is everywhere in the Bible. The glory is your imagination to create. You're a creator, meaning you can create anything out of God's goodness for your enjoyment all the time. So if we're creating Holy Ghost crack rocks for you to smoke and get high on Jesus in the heavenly glory, it's created just by our imagination. That's your creator power. So I just pray right now that every single one of you gets a Holy Spirit crack pipe. And I'm not being offensive by this. You need this. <laughs> you don't understand, you guys, the situation in the world. Over 50% of the American populations on prescription pills or street drugs, and half of them are alcoholics. If you're not abusing the glory as your drugs, you're going to be on some <laughs> kind of demonic counterfeit. And the religious people are all on counterfeits. So they're all hypocrites. Yeah. You need to abuse the glory like crack cocaine. I'm telling you, now, the religious demons say, don't do that, you need to be respectful. Nothing's more respectful than getting high on God. Amen. Because you're being possessed as the temple of the holy holies and it's being made your flesh. You're being lifted up into ecstasy to live physically in the Garden of Eden. It's the greatest honor to his death, burial, and resurrection. So I just released this crack of his glory, that you all get Holy Spirit crack pipes full of fresh glory crack that's been baked by angels in the ovens of Eden, and you get a like a seraphim blowtorch right on your big Holy Ghost crack rock, and everyone can just smoke the rock of ages and get an impartation right into your soul, right into your heart, right into your blood, and be glorified. Even take that blowtorch and put it right up through your brain and then bring it down all the way into your heart. I can blowtorch my brain? Whoa. Now you have that blowtorch in Christ Jesus. Amen? And you have that pipe. It actually says in like the King James Version in Psalms... 149, praise him with the pipe. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bagpipe. No, I'm talking about the peace pipe of the prophets. That's right. Full of Jehovah Wana. Yeah. Oh my God. What could a physical bagpipe do to please the Lord like, and praise him? Like, it's all in spirit. Faith is the substance. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's true. And so, we're all creators. I'm a creator. And I'd like to bestow upon you an entire sheet of my finest acid from the third heaven laboratories up in the stars that my angels have been working on. They've been in the in the vaults for the last millennium, just waiting for you to eat it. <laughs> so <laughs> take it. <laughs> take it. You can eat the whole thing all at once and then it'll multiply. Or you can eat it hit by hit. 
ate a whole sheet of Jesus on the sea. But I tell you, you will turn into a tornado of lava with stars melting through your veins, attracting every angel and creature in heaven to you because you will vibrate the reality of heaven and you'll become a uh, magnet for some freaky stuff uh, so yeah. you already ate it <laughs> just just a half note <laughs> the truth is these are the drugs of the holy of holies it's i mean it is the greatest opposition to the religious false gospel you ever heard because the Holy of Holies will mess you up and pull you out of the natural realm into the realm called the House of Wine. Into the realm of glory that's so strong, you're in the fullness of divine pleasure physically. Amen? We're going to pull everyone's hearts and minds and bodies into a deeper realm of glory. And let these... Hypocrites call it sensationalism and all their different accusations. Who cares? You know, sober-minded people are just sober on the anointing. You need to be having so much anointing that you have the mind of Christ, and Christ is the oil of joy. You know? You'll know them by their fruit, not by their seriousness, and by, not by their accusations, Satan the accuser of the brethren. Pay no attention to an earthly religion says about the glory realm and the abuse of the Holy Spirit as drugs. I tell you the truth, you tap into this realm, you will find heaven on earth. And there's a reason why the enemy attacks people that start tapping in to the ecstasies of God and to the new wine. Because you're tapping into the new covenant promised land. You're tapping into ecstasy and pleasure. And it is the final resting place for every believer in Jesus on earth. It's the realm of fullness. I mean, you don't necessarily have to call them drugs, but that's just the best way I know how to explain it. You will actually be high. <laughs> yeah, it's light. He- heaven gets you high. It's the river of life, you call it the river. <laughs> But in order to reach this drug epidemic culture, listen, the drug epidemic is just out of control in the whole world. You need to come with a relevant gospel. I mean, Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as drugs when he said the Holy Spirit was like new wine, and wine is alcohol. Alcohol is a drug. So, seriously, you guys, if he was talking like that in an old testament culture in a jewish culture that didn't even have weed didn't have any of these drugs they had wine and he was still referring it to that the party drug of his day that's what they that was the party drug of the jewish culture wine Mm -hmm. and he refers to the holy spirit as wine jesus refers to god as our party drugs in the bible and now more than ever that message is needed that God is our party drugs and you party in the drugs of the glory it just releases all the power of heaven into the earth it will set the captives free it will deliver people from addiction it will deliver them from every sin sickness and disease it's resurrection power it completely cleanses and washes the world it's true 
eternal jubilee when you begin to tap into these intoxicating realms of glory. Yeah, we get life-saving testimonies at least every week and daily testimonies of transformation non-stop. Because it's the fullest release of the glory of God on the face of the earth. And the whole world's going to get covered with it. Psalm 23, 5 in the Septuagint says, And your cup was supremely intoxicating. And it says in Psalms that the Lord visited the earth and intoxicated it. Yeah, whoa, really? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. In Jer- Jeremiah 23, 9, I'm like a drunken man because of the Lord and because of his holy words, like one who's had too much wine to drink. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be not drunk with alcohol, but be drunk on the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul says. I'm telling you guys, Acts chapter 2, they had to explain why they weren't drunk on alcohol, because they were drunk Mm -hmm. on the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I was talking with a friend earlier today, and how this feels like Pentecost Mm 2.0. Does. These men were whacked in the glory. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. They had to get retarded before the refi- revival got started yep. in Acts chapter 2. They had to wait in the upper room for the Holy Spirit from on high to get them high to release a message from the high place that had the power to override the carnal religious brain and 3,000 were added to their number that day because they physically felt the glory going through their flesh. Mm-hmm. It has to be physically felt through the flesh in order to have 3,000 added unto them that, that day. The Bible says they were cut to the heart. Oh my goodness. This is holy wine, but it's pleasurable wine, and it will cut people to the heart. It will convict of sin and wrongdoing. It will. People will want to change because the pleasure of the Holy Spirit is so overwhelming. Yeah. Every word we speak from these glory dimensions is infused with this wine, with this oil of joy, the anointing of ecstasy, the anointing of the Garden of Eden, the tree of life is an olive tree of anointing oil that is the happiest (laughs) sensation that exists in heaven and earth. You feel so happy with one drop of the oil of the tree of life of the Garden of Eden. It's beyond all the drugs in the world combined. It's true. And so you guys are just tasting a small dose of the anointing of the tree of life. And it is drunken glory. It will slay you in the spirit. You'll get up and your whole internal existence will be transformed. Your vision won't be darkness, it will be light. You won't be jealous of others, you'll be in love with others, you'll celebrate others. It will turn you into a lover. The fruit of the drunken glory transforms jealousy into love. (laughs) Jealousy into servanthood. (laughs) I want you to be even more blessed. Amen. It completely rearranges your heart. To be a perfect lover. Because that's what the oil is. The oil is the very essence of God the Father's attitude towards others. Towards the angels 
and towards man. I want you to be high and blessed and healthy all the time on my anointing. Oh my goodness. I want you to find all your delight in my oil. I don't want you to have to go into the flesh, go into the enemy, go into the counterfeits of Satan to find your pleasure, satisfaction, and prosperity and healing. I don't want you to have to go to the doctors of this world. I want you to come to the oil, the balm of Gilead, and find healing for every sickness and disease and to cure everyone with this fresh oil. We release this fresh oil from the tree of life in the Garden of Eden upon all your flesh. Oh, well. Receive it. Let it possess you. Mm. Let it fully possess you through every single dimension of your being. Uh, never come down for even a single moment. If you're at work or something and you're afraid to stay high because your face looks high or you're afraid what your boss is going to think, if there's any situation you're in ever where you come down off of Jesus to please the darkness, that's what you're doing. You're submitting to the kingdom of darkness. <laughs> Staying high, and it'll be tempting to come down because you'll actually feel light beaming and radiating out of you, and you'll feel it sizzling their demons, and every voice in the entire universe will say, stop, 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 you're going to offend someone, but you're destroying the kingdom of darkness, you can't come down no matter where you're at, thoughts will run through your mind, oh, what if I get fired, you know, anything that's hooking you into the natural element is keeping you there because you don't, you want to come down off the Lord, that needs to burn anyway. So burn it by staying as high as you possibly can everywhere you go and just destroy the kingdom of darkness by being high on Jesus. He's called the most high for a reason. <laughs> that's his resurrection power. He, he elevated you out of the realm of the dead. He elevated you out of sobriety, out of death into life into the high. He is the most high. He's literally the highest frequency in the entire universe. He is the spirit. He's beyond time. He's beyond space. He's the most worthy of worship and glory in the entire universe. And he's the only thing that's worthy of worship, the only eternal investment in the entire universe. So every second of your entire life, every thought that you think, every, every, your entire existence should be worshiped to him. And how you worship him is partaking of him. That's what he wants. He wants you to eat him. He wants you to drink him. He wants you to smoke him because he's the only one that can bring himself glory. He's the only worthy one. So he worships, worships himself by coming through you and transforming you and transforming everyone around you and getting you high and elevating himself, you up to his lover, level of heaven. <laughs> every, every second of the day. <laughs> the, the anointing oil will course through your blood stronger than heroin. And what it will do is it will completely transform your inner man. <clears throat> to serve the Father in the glory. The glory is actually the oil on fire, the smoke of His glory. Why is there smoke? Because the oil is burning. Yeah. <laughs> and the, where is the oil? It comes from a tree of life. The tree of life is Jesus, and it's developed by your inner garden growing in Eden's tree of life where the oil comes from. Going from glory to glory is simply letting the tree of life produce more oil in you. And when it actually hits this atmosphere in earth, it ignites. It's combustible. 
<laughs> and it turns into fire and it turns oh into smoke. <laughs> and then you continue to grow in oil Whoa. and you're challenged by the Holy Spirit convicting you to give up room. Why? Because the Spirit wants to produce more oil in your heart for more smoke. Because that's what whacks everyone's flesh and begins to transform their minds when they encounter the smoke of His glory burning from the oil of the tree of life in your hearts. Amen. So just receive that as an impartation and seed and word for the oil to intensify and burn and the smoke to get stronger. The smoke is actually the glory cloud. <laughs> and it's supernatural. It's not limited to the properties of smoke and burning wood like you know the natural realm. Mm. I tell you what, this smoke can do anything. It can transform. I mean, it can be glitterly, glitters, sparkles. I mean, just angel power come out of this cloud. It's a mystery cloud. Anything can pop out of this cloud at any time. If you cultivate that kind of smoke, glory cloud out of the oil burning in your heart, literally God the Father can do anything with you at any time. The issue is head and hands off and letting the cloud be God and learn how to serve the cloud, learn how to cultivate the cloud by giving the oil of the tree of life more room in your heart. And then you'll always have a greater glory every day. Mm. <laughs> Whoa. Amen. Uh, <laughs> and you enter into the fuller hot box. <laughs> the fuller depths of God by going lower. I mean, come on, Jesus descended into Hades. He he descended into Sheol, right? And then what about this? What melted their faces up <laughs> of glory? They're mutilated to this day. The demons that sobbed down there when the spirit raised them up just melted their faces off. What's lower than hell? God the Father. <laughs> he descended lower than even Hades, than Sheol itself. This is what God the Father is doing and calling his bride to get underneath everything on earth and raise it up. Get below all the culture, get below all these seven mountains of demonic influence, go underneath it, die underneath it, and raise up in resurrection power, get shot up as a spirit, fully formed in your flesh being shot up in full power through it, that you'll literally crack those, whoa, Oh my gosh, crack the seal, the mountains as seals in half and come through them and ascend to the Father and then come back down in power over all of those influences. They'll have no more victory over you any longer. I was seeing as you're talking going down in, into hell, the, he actually went down under the roots of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what he, where, where he went. He went down into the bowels of the earth. He got lower than death. Yeah. He went down into Tartarus because he had to get underneath the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the root system of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the roots of death. And we humble ourselves when we go down into the root system. We uproot the roots of death, the roots of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, by our humility and our resurrection power, and it burns it up. 
from the bowels of the earth up all the way to the right hand of God individually in our own hearts and for our generations and bloodlines to be cured from the curse of the fall. Yeah. Job chapter 11 verse 7 and 8. Can you search out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than heaven. What can you do? Deeper than Sheol. What can you know? <laughs> what does that tell us? That Sheol has to do with knowing, <laughs> and heaven has to do with doing. <laughs> That's God's order. Getting lower than knowing. Mm, oh. Yeah, humility lowers us below knowledge into full trust and faith glory. So rich. Mm. That's the key to riches right there. Sinking down into full mystery and trust. <laughs> into realms that look like death, but he's just removing the curse of death. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, I love the imagery. Do you think the same Christ who went into the pits of hell himself has a problem going into anything that culture and sin nature has on the planet today and getting lower than it? Absolutely not. And he will turn it on its head and defeat it all and deliver us from all of it. Uh, he became sin. The one who knew no sin literally became sin. Huh. Uh, it's like just living your entire day completely surrendered even in your body like letting your shoulders relax and letting them carry your body letting them carry every molecule of your body like his light fathers you and his light has to father you and mother you and carry you in every dimension of your being and how this happens is as you surrender yourself and your own ability to provide for yourself, your own ability to control things and make things, make sure things happen for yourself the way that they need to, and just take care of yourself. As you surrender those and die to that, and, and sink into Him, He carries you, and His light elevates you higher. That's what sinking is. It's trusting. It's a trustful. It's leaning back and I can feel it in my body I can I can feel my body surrendering I can feel myself leaning back in my soul and in my body into his arms and when I and when in humility humility is just realizing that you are nothing and God is everything and that every ability that you think you have to to make things happen for you is not going to do anything it's just letting that go and letting it melt into his arms and he just takes you over from the inside out. And light just envelops you from the inside out around you. And just covers you. And you can literally see in your eyes lights like rays of angelic layers just off of your face. And you can feel light carrying you. I literally walk down the street and I feel like I'm barely touching the ground. Like, like your physical body actually gets raptured up into heaven. And, this, and you fall so in love with people when you're free. 
when, when the Most High sets you free and, and you just love people, you're free to love and, and it's the most amazing feeling ever to not be in competition with people because you've gone lower than their pride and, you're, and, and humility and none of their pride has anything in you to stab you with because you're underneath it and you can just love people and that's what everyone wants more than anything is union and intimacy and connection with everyone, freedom to, everyone wants a lot but they don't know how. You have to surrender and God, let God possess you, let love possess you until you just can't help and you feel like you're a teddy bear that wants to just hug everyone and then you're just dripping with love everywhere you go and you just want to just grab people and hug them like this is the most amazing thing in the entire universe. <laughs> just let God do it for you. <laughs> I just keep seeing Jesus in the bowels of the earth, dealing with the roots of the tree of the knowledge of evil. Whoa. Or you can call it the tree of self. Yeah. Death in the realm and the bowels of the earth, or hell, is actually the root system of self. The, the whole curse of the fall is the lie and delusion of self. Yep. That's what pride is, is that self-awareness is satanic fallen angel pride. Yeah. Humility is Christ-awareness. And when you're Christ-aware, you see His ability working in the root system of self, which is the uproot of the curse of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, out of your bowels, and out of your heart, and then out of your soul. And you'll be constantly pruned by an ever-increasing humility, which is an ever-increasing glory, which is an ever-increasing seeing Christ and no longer self. Self becomes crystal clear. One who actually sees Christ becomes crystal clear and sparkling, because that's who Christ is as a being. He is the exact representation of the invisible God and the outrain brilliance of the light being, and you ask them into your heart, so your heart should be expanding in that outrain brilliance as long as you're sacrificing the roots of death and the delusion of self, being emptied of your pride continuously. The only reason why we struggle and have a hard time is because we're reluctant to give up the curse of the fall to the Lord Jesus' humility. Because it feels like death to so many of us. Because it is. You must be crucified with Christ to death. Death to self, therefore life to Christ. And it's a daily dying to self, which is a daily dying to death and disease, a daily dying to all the pride and lust in the world. And it's the continuous, ever-increasing river of life, the gush of God and the, the glory. And feeling that in your soul by tasting His resurrection power because you've crucified your carnal mind with Him on the cross. But I see Him today specifically working in your roots. When your roots are cleaned up, listen, there's nothing more important than the roots of your heart. That'll be every experience you experience in this life and in the one to come. We build on the solid rock as wise master builders. We build in the roots of the tree. So in order for you to have perfect roots, we have to deal with the roots of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is death itself. And you go down into your own spirit 
with Jesus, because you came into covenant, so it's his ability to uproot death in you because death was defeated at the cross. But people still die because they don't know how to partner with Jesus and uproot their own self from their bodies. Your bodies are what? The temples of the Holy Spirit, not temples of you. You shouldn't even be in there. Your name is now His name. You are adopted, and when you're adopted and cry, Abba, Father, you get a new name. New nature, yeah. And a new white stone, which is a new brain. You have a whole new creature in Christ reality with a different root system. So Christ is dealing with your roots. This is how you allow Him to deal with your roots. You just say yes. You attach your mind to these words. These words activate the spiritual surgery with angels. There's angels in all these words that want to partner with you and uproot all the pride of self-consciousness, self-awareness, self-exaltation, and all the pride of the fallen angels will actually be uprooted out of you and the river of life will begin to gush out of your innermost being and through your personality. That's when you get in the fast lane. That's when you begin to only experience the glory of God continuously. People will freak out and persecute you, but you're free internally. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. And it says in Philippians 3.10 that you'll be raised from the dead spiritually and morally while in the body. The resurrection begins in the roots of the heart with the roots of David. What are the roots of David? The seven spirits of God. Amen? The roots of the tree of life are called in Scripture the roots of David. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord. God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. People preach other stuff. I'll tell you the truth. We've tested all the other stuff. The seven spirits of God is the Holy Ghost. (laughs) It's your root system of the tree of life being developed in your inner man. And as the roots of David take over your belly, your bowels, your legs, your whole being, you become the exact likeness of Jesus Christ. And how do roots sprout? Out of seeds of every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's why apostolic preaching from God's sacred apostles brings forth the purest seed from the very throne of God the Father manifest through sanctified ones and that seed goes into your spirit and then the living waters come upon the seed and it sprouts roots. And if you continue to water the seed of the word of God that comes from sacred apostles, you will have the fullness of the tree of life formed inside of you in a matter of time it will be seen outside of you and that's what heals the nations the leaves of the tree of life of transfigured sanctified ones are the healing of all nations amen yeah if if you just partner when I first started listening to Brandon I would actually repeat after him like he'd say something and I'd say it either in my mind in my inner man or I'd say it even out loud I'd be like yeah da 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 yeah da 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 and I could feel it cutting me I could feel it cutting myself and cutting the illusion of self and jumping me straight into where he was at so if you just agree with this agree with this stuff we speak out of the throne we speak out of heaven and the words that we speak are heaven and if you agree with them you're agreeing with truth and you're agreeing with light and whatever revelation light exposes the darkness that revelation light exposes in you will become light when you can just accept it when your darkness can just accept the light for truth it will come into your darkness and expose a room of your soul and just beam radiation of light into it and heal you and bring you up higher into heaven 
we were, we were just talking about, me and Nicola were just talking about this concept the other night, that there is no self apart from God. It's the lie. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, of duality, of two, of self and God, of self not one with God, is a lie. It's darkness, it's deception, it's not even real. So, what Christ did is he descended into our hell, and he actually descended lower than our hell, pastial, and what did he touch on the other side? He touched himself. Mm -hmm. Because so everything good. in between, all the realm of hell inside of us, so you have to start viewing heaven and hell as inside of you. All the realm of hell inside of you is self. It's the deception of you apart from God. So he descended when he died physically on the cross, physically as a human being. He came down and fit into our mold in every single way. He came into our timeline. He came into our humanity. And he died on the cross and sank down into the depths of our humanity. It's so, so real. He came into our exact reality and he died into our hell came sank all the way past the deception of hell and deception of self apart from God and touched himself on the other end to fill all things with himself so that now as we drink from him and as you drink from us because we're speaking the truth out of this reality as you drink these words and you agree with these words and you eat them like they're food and cling to them like your life depends on it because it does and you just soak it up into yourself through your senses through your feelings through through your mind through your forehead through your eyes like just drink and through your ears just just absorb it like a sponge like a dry sponge that needs water just drink 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 these words because it's truth and it's life <laughs> and the truth is that god is one and he's one spirit and we are one mind of christ we're one body of christ and we are one soul of christ we are all in all we are unless you can say i am jesus christ there's something in you that doesn't that isn't jesus christ there's something in you that's not one with jesus christ and that's hell that's self that's pride that exalts itself before God. And that's that's what blinds everyone to heaven is they put themselves as an idol Separation. in between. Yeah. The only idol in the entire universe is you. Mm -hmm. Everything else springs out from that. You put yourself in between you and God by thinking that God's out there, that you're not one with God, that God mm -hmm. isn't right here, right now, yeah. springing up from within you. So as you just drink, 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 drink from the inside out, God's inside of you right now. God is inside of you right now. Mm -hmm. Your One mind, yeah, your mind will come, which is, your mind is your soul, and your soul is the only unrenewed part of you. Your spirit is Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is perfect, but your soul and your body need renewing, mm -hmm. and that happens by you agreeing with these truths, you agreeing with this light, mm -hmm. and as you do that, the roots of your soul will plug into that source of light internally, into God, into this just pool of light, and they'll start to drink it, and you, you'll get desperate. Your flesh will actually cry out to God. The psalmist said, my flesh cries out for you. Your, your body will feel like, like, you, like, like you came off drugs and you need more drugs, you know, and you'll just be hungry, and you'll just be like a soaked sponge, just more and more and more and more, and your roots will get established, and all of a sudden, your mind will get filled with the same reality of the spirit, and then all you know is Jesus Christ. You just know Jesus Christ. And there's only one that can get to heaven. There's only one perfect one. It's it's the narrow road that only one person can walk down. And Jesus Christ did it. You're not going to be able to do it. You're only going to drink Jesus Christ until he is you. <laughs> and then you'll pass through the eye of the needle. The last of yourself will be swallowed up. The last of death will be swallowed up. You'll become just like a little, little child, <laughs> completely dependent on him, completely dependent on Christ to the degree that only Christ exists. And you'll pass through the eye of the needle and into heaven as Jesus Christ, <laughs> as, as a recreated being, mm -hmm. entirely spirit, entirely perfect. 
<laughs> and it just comes by getting high and drunk on Jesus. <laughs> well, so good. And, and it's, here's the distinction. Look, Jesus said, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. He recognized his divinity and he received the spirit inside of him. He received the spirit of the Father inside of his spirit. And the Father likewise had Jesus, the Son, inside of him. So what's the distinction between what Jake is saying, I am Jesus Christ, and, and, and identifying as that spiritually, and those in the world who pervert it? The people who are perverted claim it from the soul realm, and they believe that they are the only one, that they are God's Messiah, and yeah. they don't see the unity of the body. They see them, it's, it's, it's control, it's Satanism, it's, 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 it's a power trip. So that's the other, that's the other uh, ditch that the world falls into is they, they receive it out of their soul instead of out of their heart. Out of their heart, we look at one another and we see the Christ inside of each other. If you have given a cup of water to the least of these, you've given it unto me, Jesus says. So there is a Christ nature in, in all of us who are his. And, and we need to be looking with our spiritual eyes and seeing that, not just claiming it for ourselves, but actually spreading it, discipleship of the Christ nature across the earth. Which is why you actually lean not on your own understanding. If your soul and your brain is saying, I am God, you're just saying, you're just still participating yeah. in idolatry and saying that yourself Glory. is God. Yeah. You can't even, it's not, it's not about just, it, it has to become a reality to you by leaning not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledging him and he will make your path straight. The father is the eye in the sky, and I don't mean physically, but he has a spiritual elevation light years ahead of anyone else in the entire universe. And he's the eye in the sky that can see all things with perfect omniscience, which is why you lean on that light to let him father you. Like you're just a little kid walking on your dad's feet and he's walking you around like that, you know? And you lean on him in all things and you're transformed from glory to glory to the degree that you can sacrifice everything you think you know. Even if you think you know, oh, I am God, you bring that to him. Mm, that's so good. And he realigns because... We're not perfect until he says you're perfect. You know, he he is your eye. He is your mirror. You know, you're never gonna find a mirror in yourself. It's always in him. Mm. And I see it as if anyone's joined to the Lord, they're one spirit with him. Scripture says, "And your spirit joined to the Lord is the glory cloud." Isaiah says, "Who are these that fly along like doves, like clouds to their nests, yeah. or like clouds and doves?" What is the cloud that flies along? It's you. That's your true form. You are a glory cloud. You are a throne room of glory. That is what your spirit man looks like in the eternal vision. The carnal man comprehends not the things of the spirit. It doesn't identify as a glory cloud. And so, scripture says that it will start like the size of a fist, a man's fist but it can grow up to be just a gigantic cloud full of rain. And so that's the development of your mind yielding to your identity as a spirit. People are all into this identity stuff, and everyone's got these weird identities out there, but Scripture says you can only identify legally as a Christian as a spirit. If you identify as a flesh, as a natural man, you forfeit all the promises of God to the, to the man, to the natural man's God, which is Satan. But if you identify with as a spirit, then you are the sons and daughters of the living God, John 4, 24, because God the Father is a spirit, and his offspring are spirits. 
Absolutely, 100% truth. And the more and more you give your brain to your spirit, the more it materializes through the natural dimension. Yep. And then you begin to see who you are in Christ as a cloud, as a throne room, as a mansion. Very important. You understand the mansion of God is not just some prosperity inheritance, but is the dwelling place of your heart. It's Christ living in the center of your heart, and by yielding your soul to Jesus in the middle of you, it expands the glory realm through your spirit and wraps your soul and your body, which is called putting on the armor of light, or living in the mansion of God. In my Father's house are many mansions, are many wrappings or sets of armor of His glory. And they materialize from the inside out as you yield your mind, not to the external realm of the curse and delusion, but to Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. And constantly realizing the glory. And get your covenant strong with the glory of Christ in your heart and see Him on the inside. Be intimate with Christ on the inside. It's called the secret place. It's the stairway of the heart. And it's Jacob's ladder. It's knowing God on the inside, in the garden of your heart that becomes the very garden of Eden. And that's how we materialize the glory out of the third heaven into the earth dimension. It's by seeing Him in our hearts, intimacy within in, in our hearts, and yielding the brain to that. And the brain becomes a superconductor of the glory developed out of intimacy in the center of your heart. And when the brain yields, that's what it means to bring the daily sacrifice. I bring my brain, my superconductor, right into my spirit, and I say, today we're going to conduct our love between Jesus and I, and I'm not going to conduct the lies in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I'm not going to get into death today. I choose to pick up my cross and die daily by bringing my brain, my super, to conduct His glory. And by constantly doing that, you're beginning to practice righteousness. Righteousness is a brain constantly yielded to the spirit of glory burning in the center of your heart. And it will eventually materialize a physical manifest glory cloud. And that's how the glory covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. By men and women who practice righteousness. And that's how they shine like stars in the heavens forever. Why? Daniel 12, because they lead many to righteousness. They, tr they teach true repentance of br bringing your brain to superconduct Christ, the King of glory, from the heart. Yeah. And it eventually burns out all the religion that fights the glory of God out of all nations. And that's where we're at. We're teaching the knowledge of the glory and how to reconnect your souls to Christ in the center of your hearts and magnify the glory of God like a mansion and a dwelling place to live in heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. that's, that's exactly what Jesus is talking about with the parable of the talents that he gave to the people. And he gave one talent to one person, five to another, ten to another, or something like that. I might have the numbers wrong, but one of them buried the talent and didn't do any anything with it and the other ones invested it and multiplied it and that's what that's where you're doing all the glory that as you as you bring your brain down into the spirit and your soul and your body experiences the glory and the light of Jesus you're given like part of the inheritance of heaven is 
erupts out into your soul and into the natural realm, actually into the earth and into the people around you. And that's that's something that's like a talent he gave you. When you take that and instead of using it to just have fun in the natural realm, oh, I feel high now. Oh, I feel good. I'm going to go, you know, just stop being high right now and just, you know, let it wear off and just enjoy myself doing whatever. It, it'll burn out and, and all of a sudden you just get a sick feeling in your stomach like you didn't bring the glory back to God. You, mm. Everything good that he gives you, bring it through your brain and bring your brain back into the spirit to, to increase. Let it die with you into deeper and deeper humility. He gives you a good feeling and you go and you worship him for you. Oh yeah, and you, and you seek more. And desire is the key to get you. You just desire and desire and you never stop desiring. You never stop longing. And you, and you just have to become a complete and total addict where you don't lay off the gas for even a second you just invest invest and it gets bigger and you let it die so that it comes back bigger and you let it die so that it comes back bigger bigger and that's the kingdom of heaven actually advancing through you and and transforming this earth into heaven um is, is letting let it, giving it all all back to jesus bringing it all back into heaven inside so that it can come back bigger yeah mm. I, I just keep seeing right now the interior castle, the interior mansions, and the light that fills the interior mansions is where Christ is in your spirit. That's your spirit. That's who you are. You and Jesus are the light in the center of your heart that fills all the rooms of the mansion of your soul. And the mansion of your soul is not just here. It actually goes down into your heart, too. The whole interior <laughs> castle is the whole inside of your body. Wow. And so every layer gets filled, and it goes down to your spinal cord, too, and it, I mean, it encompasses the whole temple of the Holy Spirit, your physical body. And it's just right on the other side of your skin, inside you, and there's plumbing in there, and there's, I mean, you're built like a city. You're built like God the Father. I mean, you, you are made in God's image, not just spiritually, yeah. but mentally and physically. <laughs> Jesus is the flesh of God. Come on. <laughs> and how God is, so are you. And so when we come out of the curse of the fall, we don't understand anything of the inner man. And so revelation knowledge wakes up your heart to see the plumbing of God, of how he plumbed you on the inside. That's what makes you Christians, that you have his exact same inner workings. And through the soul to have outer workings. But the source of all external power has to come from the interior castle, from your spirit in intimacy with Jesus Christ. That's the light of the interior castle. That's how you get the electricity turned on in the mansion. What is a mansion without electricity? It'd be in darkness the whole time. And most souls are in darkness because they haven't grown in the electricity system of the light of God in the center of their heart to light up the whole inner castle. But we teach on this, this stuff every day. There's thousands of hours and years and years of interior castle teaching for the full manifestation of the light of God through your souls at redlettermen.com. Sign up for the schools. There's 2016, 17, 18, and 19 schools on there for free on our website. Tons and tons of food and revelation to get your interior castle glorified. And we keep advancing. 
We don't often go back and rehearse all the stuff from previous years that we've been pioneering for a decade. We just keep going forward into the new thing, even if people haven't caught up. So a lot of people need foundations. A lot of people need revelation and teaching because they come out of systems of teaching that are entirely carnal of the religious system of Jezebel. I mean, I remember Bob Jones saying that the charismatic church better be prepared for the teaching of the sons of God. And just basically start over is what he told them. That you will learn a brand new level of teaching that will be like you've never heard the gospel before. And that's true. And that's what happens with everyone that comes into Red Letter Ministries. You're coming in to sonship level glory, sonship level revelation that requires you to come in with a blank slate. And I'm not discounting your experiences or your revelations. Those are all true. But there's deeper depths of the deep things of God that you have to basically start over. And I've had to practice this every degree of glory, going from glory to glory for 20 years. That the next level of glory, I'm an infant in Christ. Doesn't matter if I was a master last season and that lesser glory. This new season of this greater glory, you start in infancy as you go from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18, by the Spirit of the Lord. So you have to stay humble and teachable continuously because the next level of conducting that electricity and that inner light requires a greater humility than you had last season. And oftentimes people are not willing to sacrifice the pride for a greater light, so they stay at that level of last season, which is basically going around that the mountain at that level until you're convicted or circumstances force you up and down. But you have to keep growing. We have to grow to the top of the mountain, which is the morning star rising in our heart, the full illumination of our souls and the full brightness of His glory. Amen. Only then will the nations be held accountable for seeing and hearing the full gospel. Until we demonstrate what a transfigured soul looks like in the interior castle, complete, completely filled and flooded with divine light and glory, they are not held accountable. There is no judgment upon them until they have a witness, an apostolic witness of the fullness of the mountain of transfiguration. With, P- with Peter, James, and John, and I'm telling you guys, with Moses and Elijah, and Father God in the bright cloud manifest out of the center of our hearts and through our souls. And people will experience the same bright cloud of the mountain of transfiguration individually from our relationships with God. That's what makes us the manifesting sons of God. We bring the witness of the mountain of transfiguration. Yeah. Amen. So good. And I even want to pray that because many of you, your spirits are ready, but your flesh and your soul hasn't caught up yet. That's okay. That's where everyone starts at. So I declare right now that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're brought into your spiritual castle, your spiritual mansion, and seen the vast size of its rooms in the new light city that your spirit begins exploring in your dream life, your vision life, your prophetic life, your prayer life, in all aspects of your life, and starts filling this castle with your presence, with the presence of the Lord inside of you, with your Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit formed in you, that you go into the fullness of these rooms and start obtaining what is truly yours and start creating a language for each room in your house and to birth the things 
from those rooms on the nations of the earth in Jesus' name. <laughs> and that light is love. <laughs> You're learning how to love as the electricity of His glory light grows out of intimacy in your heart. Love is the light of the world. God is love. And God is light. And it starts in your heart. And that light, when it shines through your soul and comes out your countenance, people are experiencing the divine love light of God. That's your heavenly witness. That love is what lifts their hearts and minds up into the heavenly glory. And until they're lifted up into the heavenly glory, they're not even experiencing real Christianity yet. Real Christianity needs to be a mountain climbing experience of your heart being constantly built up in love. Everything we preach is to build up your heart so that your soul gets lifted up into a greater experience of love and that your cup overflows with love. That's the wine of God. Wine is love. It's intoxicating. Divine love is the new wine. And he saved the best wine for last because we're going to have the most love fruits of the Spirit produced in this generation because we're teaching accurately. We're teaching the interior castle and how to cultivate the Garden of Eden and all of its fruitfulness through your hearts and minds. And there is nothing more mature in the kingdom of heaven than bearing fruit and fruit that lasts. doesn't matter how mystical you are, there is no mystery greater than divine love. Divine love is the end result of the fullness of faith, because God is love. It's the fullness of the Father physically burning through your hearts and souls and flesh on earth as it is in heaven. Love is what transfigures you. All it costs you is your pride. Because you'll gladly give up lust. I'm telling you guys, the main enemy is pride. <laughs> Humility is love. Because you're one with Christ who humbled himself unto the cross. Humility is agape love. It's the humbling of yourself to serve the Father into others. True love is divine humility. And divine humility is intoxicating. The glory of God is felt stronger the more you humble yourself. God is all humility and Satan is all pride. You have to understand how it works because every layer of pride is tested when you start growing in divine love. And you see people every day back off because they don't want to give up pride, they don't want to give up the delusion of self. They're not willing to go all in yet, they're holding on to idolatry and stuff in the natural dimension. You are continuously tested to see how much of yourself, which is pride, you will give up to the fire of humility, which is true agape sacrificial love. Humility is the agape sacrifice of the selfish nature of the fallen angels inside our hearts and souls and flesh and blood. <laughs> and the more and more humble you get, the more and more glorified you get, and the more and more of His love oozes out of you, and that's how you have favor with people, because you're pouring out God's goodness into their hearts. Man, this, this person paid the price to reveal God the Father to us, they'll say. That's why Jesus was so highly favored. He grew in wisdom and favor with man and favor with God. Why? Because he humbled himself to reveal the goodness of the Father into everyone. 
When you begin to do that, you'll begin to walk in a glory cloud of mass deliverance. And people will come into your atmosphere and sovereignly, by angel power, swirling and whirling in your throne room atmosphere, get delivered from all demons, all demons, all sickness, all disease, all poverty, all wrongdoing, all sin, gets burnt up in the atmosphere of someone who humbles themselves and reveals the Father as a bright cloud. So we have to begin walking in that level of humility. Because that's the only thing that brings forth the fullness of the bright cloud. And the bright cloud is what transforms the earth into paradise. <laughs> the ones that begin to walk in the bright cloud are the ones that paid the full price for the anointing that's right. by the sacrifice of self. And people will come into their atmosphere and be delivered of the entire curse of the fall sovereignly simply by breathing. You won't ask for prayer. You just enter the city lines and you get completely electrocuted like a fissure. You just pass through a wall of electricity because you just entered the spirit of the Son of God, the ruling Son of God in the territory. You entered His spirit. Our spirit is not in our bodies for years. Our spirit is outside our bodies in a dome of glory electricity. And everyone's moving through the spirit life of the sons and daughters of God. You are the salt of the earth, so you're, for, you know, you're putting your salt on all flesh by everyone around you, living and moving and have their, their being in Christ manifest through your flesh. True Christianity. It's called apostolic discipling cities and nations by manifesting God through your hearts and souls, sacrificed of self for His ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really just, we're all one body of Christ. And really, it's you sacrificing the lie of duality and separation from God as your part of the body to let God back in to be one. And, and you can do, that's why you can do it sovereignly for the entire body, because we are one with the entire body. We are everyone else you see. So, as, as you just surrender... As you just surrender to the Father, it will encapsulate and just sur your whole spirit can wrap the entire world because it's God's spirit. And to the degree that you realize that it's not on you and it's not on you, it's on God, that's the degree that you can be a channel for the Father to come through you. So when you when you're like, oh, that's hard, it's going to take a long time, oh, that's still yourself. But it's, it's the degree that you surrender and let the Father come through you and channel you. Jesus said, you do these works in greater than me. You do greater works than Jesus. And so we have to actually stop putting a cap on what Jesus did on this earth because he came to reveal the Father. Mm. We come to do the same thing. He's the firstborn among many. It's all about making the Father manifest on earth. The Father is the kingdom. The Father Amen. is love. So it's all about cracking that wide open mm. so that the Father can come through and love can be established. The kingdom of love can be established through our souls, which we are, we are his body on the earth. We are the right hand of God's authority on the earth. We are the gatekeepers of this dimension. We are the way. Just like Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And anyone who comes to me sees the Father and sees Jesus. And the degree that I have surrendered myself and the lie of me is the degree that the Father can come through and they can meet God and they can encounter love and they can break down in front of you crying and, and get healed from the inside out and meet God. And wouldn't that be the most precious thing? Wouldn't that be the most worthwhile thing in the entire universe worth sacrificing everything to see happen? The only thing that helps me keep going higher and higher and higher and getting higher and higher every day is the fact that there's other people out there who haven't even tasted a little bit of God. 
I, I could probably settle for where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm in heaven. I could probably settle where I'm at for the rest of eternity. But there's other people. There's other people in the universe who've never tasted how good this is. And so love is what keeps you going. The selfish motivations will only get you so far. It's a dead end and it will it'll just lead to further deeper destruction and darkness and death. But love is the only perfect will in the entire universe. Your will is the deception of lust of the flesh, pride of life, anything that you can taste, smell, touch in the natural dimension. That's that's the lie of self and that's what you think you want. What you really want, the true you who is God, who is love, wants everyone else to experience this kingdom, wants everyone else to experience this bliss and ecstasy and joy and freedom. Freedom from these baggage that they don't have to carry anymore. It's the good news because it's, it's, it's bringing them something that will actually set them free. It's not making them repent and accept anything. It's not, it's not, it's not telling them to you know, be a Christian or whatever. It's literally beaming on their face and they experience God and they get healed. And so you're going to advance the kingdom. Your, your destiny is to advance the kingdom further than Jesus did on this earth. The, he made such a monumental mark on this earth that he changed it from B.C. to A.D. Uh-huh. He literally changed the timeline. Yeah, and you, your destiny scroll, which is your spirit, is a higher destiny than that. You're to, you're to advance the kingdom further than Jesus did, which really just means reveal the Father to the world in a greater, more monumentous level than Jesus did. <laughs> There is no ceiling. Amen. John fourteen twelve. Greater works will you do, because I go to the Father. Yeah. He says, while I'm in this world, I am the light of the world. And then he said to them later on, now you are the light of the world. Because he put himself inside your spirit. And you, as a soul, are waking up by identifying your being as the spirit of God from your heart outward. Deception and how the fallen angels have robbed us is by keeping our minds connected to the flesh so we don't see our divine nature. When you start to live out of the light of God's divinity, the Shekinah glory, you see you are a God. Have I not said you are God? Scripture says twice. You are the sons and daughters of God and the son and daughter of God is equal to the Father. With spiritual ability, equally yoked. That's what the Bible says. Jesus Christ was calling himself equal to God by saying he was God's son. And how casually do we say we're the sons of God? Do you know you're saying you're equal to the Father when you say that? That's what the Bible says. But you're only equal to the Father when your mind's in your spirit. Because the flesh is clearly, and people think carnally, like, oh, well, you're not as powerful as Father. Your spirit has the potential when your soul superconducts the real you to be that powerful. The issue is we're deceived in areas of our mind that aren't attached to our spiritual ability. God the Father fully lives in all of His power in everyone's spirit who's been born of the Spirit and the water. The issue is being transfigured by the renewing of your mind, by the washing of the water of the word of Romans 12, 2, in the full awakening of your divinity, that you are a spirit. You are a Holy Spirit creature. The Holy Spirit's even considered your mother in Scripture. It says it, I long to brood over you like a brooding mother hen. The Holy Spirit brooded over Mary and conceived the Messiah in her womb. Mm. 
you have the same Holy Spirit and you've been conceived in the womb of God. You've been birthed of God, which is born of God. You are the sons and daughters, the divine offspring and the seed and the royal bloodlines of Christ on earth. And it's true. And you know that's accurate theology from the Bible. Now it's time to experience it. You experience it by attaching your whole mind, will, and emotions to Christ in the center of your heart. Your spirit has to take over your soul. And your spirit wraps your soul, wraps your body, and you begin to operate in your spiritual divine abilities. And we're all going there. Amen. That's why we preach. That's why a lot of times we just sit here and get high with you guys. When we're sitting here, we're just listening to music, we're not saying anything, we're blasting you. <laughs> that's that's everything. We, all this revelation is literally for your mind to finally wake up and realize, oh, it's all about drinking. Oh, it's all about getting high on God. That's what heaven is anyways. We're just trying to get people into heaven, you know? You know once you get into heaven, you don't need revelation anymore. The revelation is just to get your mind caught up to the fact that, oh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I can experience this now. Heaven is now. God is now. It's all real. You know? <laughs> is death the way to heaven or is Jesus the way to heaven? You know? So that's why we that's that's why sometimes we're just sitting here, we're getting high and we're drinking. Drink drink with us, you know. Drink with us and just just eat our words and, and get high with us. That's what it's all about anyways. <laughs> you you just sacrifice everything you think you know about God. You don't know how far he's willing to take you. You don't know the depths and the realms of his love that he wants you to sink into. You don't understand the amount of majesty and and just and just life and color and and explosion of life that he wants you to experience on a daily basis through every strand of your DNA. He he wants you to taste colors and smell sounds. <laughs> He, he wants you to tangibly feel the life of Source God trickling down your throat and filling up your entire body with affection and intimacy and love. And He wants you to feel how accepted and taken care of you are. He wants you to just be thrilled with joy that sends your spirit spiraling up into the universe to dance with the stars. God wants to take you to some crazy places. He wants stars and constellations whirling through your soul. God has some amazing stuff for you. And that's what it's all about anyways. It's all about experiencing God. There's nothing else in the entire universe that it's about. That's so fun. Love you guys so much. Shaka. Glory. Man, this has been one of the richest, richest and juiciest Joel's bars ever. We got the preaching angels here tonight. Hallelujah. Guys, help us boost these sermons and these preachings to the nations. We have a stage of up to 2 billion people that can hear this preaching with your financial support. And I just want to read something quickly here from 2 Corinthians chapter 9 with the Apostle Paul is talking about hilarious generosity. He's dealing with his Corinthian church and trying to spur them up to become financial partners with his ministry. Amen? He said, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. <laughs> yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace, so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. 
He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do, just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him. Because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. This generous... Is, listen, it's not about money. It's about people being poor of glory and poor of revelation. Sowing our seeds to the poor is every word of bread coming out of our mouths to fill people that are hungry, that are poor in spirit, that need to be made rich in glory. And I'm telling you, we're doing that as fast as people give. This message is magnified and sown into the nations. You need to understand that. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant toward you. First, he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it, Scripture says, so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. You will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. For when we take your gifts to those in need, it causes many to give thanks to God. Many. Reaching tens of thousands now, you guys. This ministry needs upgrades. We're remodeling the studio. We're, we're expanding. We're getting an office building by Lake Calhoun. We're having like a really nice office so we can meet with donors on a professional level and invite people in into a nice setting where they don't have to come into a crack house in the ghetto and be afraid of getting shot to death. They can come and do nice places and begin to meet with us, and we're expanding in a major way, and we need your partnership. The priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, it inspires an outpouring of praises and thanksgiving to God Himself. For as your extremely generous offering meets the approval of those in Jerusalem, it will cause them to give glory to God, all because of your loyal support and allegiance to the gospel of Christ, as well as your generous heart partnership with them toward those in need. Because of this extraordinary grace which God has lavished on you, they will affectionately remember you in their prayers. Praise God for His astonishing gift, which is far too great for words. Amen. Can I actually say one more thing about that real quick? Why? The reason this works, you're not paying for the glory. You've never had to pay a penny for God in your entire life. It's a free gift. What you do have to sacrifice is yourself. Like we've been talking about this entire message, that's the entire gospel in general, is sacrificing yourself to live as a new creation, which is a spirit. When you're scared that you're not going to have enough, that you're, that, that you're saying that you're an orphan, and you're saying that God is not your father, and you're saying that you're afraid that God won't be able to provide for you, and that's not just in money, that's in every area of your life, but money is the biggest one, because it actually represents the mark of the beast. It represents everything you can buy and sell in the natural dimension. It, it, it represents the key to buying the kingdom of this world, which is Satan's, you know? So that's what the heart is attached most to, is the security of a natural thing. As you realize that God is your father and he takes care of you and you have more than enough and you're always overflowing and God, who's the richest being in the entire universe, is your dad, your loving, intimate mother and father, is taking care of your every need. At that point, when you receive that revelation, you want to give out and that's actually what breaks the curse of the fall. Giving money is 
a huge key to breaking the entire curse of the fall because it's letting go of yourself and feeding yourself and your natural securities of your natural self into the glory to which we are the glory. We are giving the glory to you. You're feeding yourself and all of your security in the natural realm into the Father himself to for the self to be transformed and transfigured. That's making two into one. That's making the natural and the physical, that's making the natural and the spiritual into one, heaven and earth into one. So God takes care of you. Uh, the, the entire structure of heaven is no one's stingy, no one's no one's divided and buying and selling and they're divided against each other because I need this before I can give you that because I don't have enough and I, you know, it's overflowing and everyone's overflowing and everyone's giving all their money and everyone's giving all their glory and everyone's, you know, there's mo no money in heaven but it represents the heart and the currency of the heart and, and the position of your heart. If you can't, as above, so below, if you can't give money, then that represents the spiritual nature of your heart anyways. So don't don't make it about a natural thing. That's, if, if you're making it about a natural thing right now and saying, oh, it's about money then that's a key that you're locked in this you're already locked in this lie you know but as you just give out of a generous heart that's the key to everything thanksgiving is what enters you into the kingdom of heaven thanksgiving means you already trust that you have enough when you're giving that means you know that more is going to spring up from within you and you'll always have enough so <laughs> i hope that hit something and, yeah. re and read second Corinthians 9 6 through uh for, through 15. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 15 in the Passion Translation on hilarious generosity. And ask the Holy Spirit what you can do to partner with Red Letter Ministries. And you need to understand that bringing the wealth of the natural realm is bringing your idols yeah. into the temple for the priests to use it in the ministry of God the Father. It's everywhere. I mean, Paul's dealing with it in every book of the New Testament that people bring their natural realm, economic buying power, to the priests for the advancement of the kingdom and the works of the ministry. Yep, it's true. It is so important for this end-time harvest. You guys are partnering with Global Harvest. We're reaching tens of thousands of people every week, and you have inheritance in that when you partner with the third temple that we minister from. Ezekiel's water temple is right here. It's being built in the Spirit. It's being built with every word that we preach, every Joel's bar, and more people are being added unto our number as they hear these words, and it transforms their lives. So blow up this ministry. And give a generous offering at redlettermen.com. And there's all, all kinds of different ways you can give. And be blessed as you give. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. So <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Amanda, come in.